The title of this message is called The Hireling. All right, and first I want to, um, let's go to the book of John, chapter 10, verses 11 through 14. I'm going to jump off from there. And there's something I believe is pertinent that we understand for the times that we are living in. It's pertinent because of what is happening and what will continue to happen and the frequency of it. And we cannot be ignorant. We cannot be ignorant of the devil's devices. We cannot be ignorant of the people that's in our sphere of influence and the people that we are acquainted with and people that can influence us. Yes, that's including me. So, John chapter 10, verses 11 through 14. And I will start reading. And this is Jesus speaking, sharing a parable or uh, a, a parable or a story. And he's given an analogy for the people at the time so they can relate to what he's saying here. But I believe this, um, it, it, this applies to our lives today. So John chapter 10 verse 11. I'm going to start reading. And Jesus is speaking and he says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Verse 12. But a hireling, he who is not the shepherd... One who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. And the last verse, verse 14. I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep. And I'm known by my own. Okay, that's the end of the reading. But when I was preparing for this message and I was reading, I was, I was like, why would Jesus mention the hireling and not just talk about the shepherd? Because he's talking about the good shepherd and he talks about the good shepherd laying down his life for the sheep and he owns the sheep. Why talk about the hireling? Well, I thought that was interesting. But I believe he mentioned a hireling because there's something we must know. What's written in this, the Word of God is for our learning, for, for our knowledge, so that we can live a godly life. He talked about the hireling. He mentioned the hireling because we must be aware of the hireling and be able to distinguish the hireling from the shepherd. Now, just some things to note about the Good Shepherd, because this message is not really about the Good Shepherd. What we're talking about, we're going to talk about the hireling and reference the shepherd. Now, the Good Shepherd, as the scripture we just read, it says, the Good Shepherd will give his life for the sheep. The shepherd will stay and protect the sheep. He knows his sheep and they know him. The shepherd also anticipates the needs of the sheep because he owns them and he provides for them ahead of time. The shepherd is committed to the sheep. They belong to him. So that talks about 
Relationship, it talks about ownership. The shepherd owns the sheep. He knows his sheep and his sheep know him. The hireling now, and let me give the definition in the Greek definition for the hireling. In the concordance it says it's a wage worker, a hired servant. And in the dictionary it says a hireling is a person who works only for the pay. They're not concerned about the value of the work. They're just there for the money. So they compete. There are different priorities as far as the shepherd and the hireling. So what is the shepherd? Some of the characteristics of the hireling. Well, it says here in the scripture. Well, we know that the hireling is not the shepherd. We also know. That the hireling does not own the sheep. Therefore his commitment to the sheep. Is not like that of the shepherd or the owner. He sees the wolf coming. And abandons the sheep. So therefore the sheep are left unprotected. And have to fend for themselves. And they are left to the whims of the wolf or the predator. We also know that a hireling flees because he is a hireling and doesn't care about the sheep. The hireling, therefore, will not put himself at risk to save the sheep. Okay, because he doesn't own. He has no skin in the game. Right? So you think about if you own a business versus the people who work for you. Who will be more committed to the business? The owner or the people who work for the owner. Obviously it's the owner. Why? Because the owner has skin in the game. He's committed. His life, his investment, his livelihood. He has invested everything in that business. The hireling is a person that, they, that the owner hires to do certain tasks to help with the business. But if your business starts to go to, to, to um, starting to fold. Is the hireling going to stick around and help you? No. They're going to, they're going to cut and run. Because they have no skin in the game. Same thing with the, with the sheep and the shepherd. The wolves are coming. The predators are coming after the sheep. The hireling is not going to put himself at risk to protect the sheep. Why? He has no, no, no skin in the game. He has nothing invested in it. I am just there to do a job. I'm just there to get paid. Alright? So Jesus' uh, Jesus's analogy was to differentiate between himself and others. And also for us to understand the difference. Now it's, it is important to understand this analogy because of who our enemy is, who our God is, and his purpose for our lives. Right? Our relationship with him and also our relationship with each other. So the sheep that belong to the good shepherd, they know him. And the shepherd know them. But they must also know the hireling. Because you can't have sheep thinking the hireling is the shepherd. Because if the sheep mistake the hireling for the shepherd... The sheep are in danger. 
You can't run the risk of the sheep mistaking the hireling for the shepherd. Because they put their trust in the hireling and when trouble comes, they abandon the sheep. So you have to be careful. The sheep have to be careful to know who to put their trust in. Who to follow. Because it's dangerous if the sheep follow the hireling and not follow the shepherd because they don't know the difference. I'm, I'm, I'm going somewhere with this and I believe this is, this is pertinent to our lives today. And as time unfolds, it will become even more critical that we know our shepherd and follow him. Know to differentiate the shepherd from the hireling. So we are not led astray. Now why is the hireling the hireling? Well, I'm glad you were wondering that. But the hireling is the hireling because the hireling is caring for the sheep because of the money. Because of what's in it for him or her or them. He's working for pay and doesn't care about the sheep or the value of the work. The sheep may think he cares. Or from outside, others looking in may think that the hireling cares. But in reality, the hireling really don't care about the sheep. They only care about getting paid for doing what I need, what they're paid to do. That's what they care about. Okay? So, the hireling puts himself first. With every opportunity, Every opportunity, the hireling will put himself first. He will protect himself. He will take care of himself. He's doing his job. He's doing what he's hired to do. But he'll always protect himself. The hireling will bail, will cut and run, will take off at the first sign of trouble. The hireling is one who complains about the owner. How he, how he cares for the sheep. Say, I don't complain about how the owner is running the business. But we'll do nothing to help the sheep. We'll do nothing to help the owner. Because it's not his responsibility. And because the business or the sheep are not his. The hireling won't lift a finger to help the sheep. Because they are not his responsibility. He has no skin in the game. And lastly, the hireling doesn't have the perspective as the shepherd and is different now. And I'm going to throw something in there now. The hireling is different than an heir. <laughs> the hireling doesn't have the perspective as the shepherd and he's also different than an heir. Now, as far as the church is concerned, the good shepherd is Jesus and the sheep are his followers. Those who know and follow him. Because the, the Jesus, when he, in this scripture, he said, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and they know me. So let's go to Acts chapter 20. I want to show you something here. Acts chapter 20, verse 28. Now this is Luke, the writer of the book of Acts. And he's saying here in verse 28, Acts chapter 20, verse 28. He says, Therefore, take heed to yourselves and to the flock 
among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. Now, I just read that out of the New King James Version. I'll read it again, and then I'm going to read it through the King James Version. And I'm going to show you a difference. Because it matters. Okay, I'll read it again, verse 28, from the New King James Version. Therefore, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock, among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. Now let me read it from the King James Version. It says, Take heed to yourselves, take heed therefore unto yourselves, and to all the flock, which over which over the which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers. So that's very the same. And he said right after that, to feed the church of God, which he had purchased with his own blood. So the difference there, one said, shepherd, to shepherd the church, and one said to feed the church. Now if you're not careful, you could misinterpret that. So let me show you what the original Greek says, and then I'm going to jump off from there. Now it says the Holy Spirit has designated overseers. And the Greek word is episkopos, which means a, super, a superintendent, an officer in charge. So the Holy Spirit has designated overseers, or other words, officers in charge of, to feed, that is the word in the original King James, to feed, which is the word poi, may, no. Alright? The Greek word means to tend as a shepherd, actually a supervisor. So let me read it now the way it is with the translation. It says here, Therefore take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers or a superintendent, an officer in charge of what? The flock. And they are to feed or to what? To tend, right? To tend as a, as a shepherd, to act as a supervisor, to care for the, the sheep, which God has purchased, which he purchased with his own blood. So it doesn't say here that the overseers are shepherds. The overseers are superintendents in charge of feeding the sheep or caring for the sheep. That's what it's, it's saying here. That's different than shepherding. Because it tells me that the overseer is not the shepherd. They have the responsibilities or some of the responsibilities of the shepherd. But they're not the shepherds. They're given responsibilities to care for and feed the sheep. They're not the shepherds. Because right after that, at the end of verse 28, it says, He purchased with his own blood. Who purchased? The shepherd. Not the overseers. 
The overseers didn't shed one ounce of blood for the sheep. It is the shepherd who laid down his life for the sheep. And the shepherd has appointed or designated supervisors or superintendents to take care of the sheep. The overseer is not the shepherd. So when people say that they pastor this flock or they pastor these people, they are, you have to understand what that means. They are overseers. Okay. And the overseers have some of the responsibilities of the shepherd. And not only them. The sheep also have responsibilities to the shepherd, to the overseer, and also to each other. Overall, the only shepherd is Jesus. Everybody, everyone else is the flock. And in the flock, you have overseers, and you have different positions designated by the shepherd. So we all have a responsibility to the shepherd and to each other. Okay? I'm not talking about a hireling yet. I'm just framing and setting up the relationship between the shepherd and the flock and the overseers and how we all fit in together. Then I'm, now I'm going to talk about the hireling now. Okay, so now watch this. Let me add to this. Let's go to Romans chapter 8, verse 16 through 18. And the scripture reading goes like this. Verse 16. It says here, The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him. That we may also be glorified together. Now I read this for a reason. Okay. The overseers and those who know the good shepherd are also heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. We who belong to the shepherd. We are who are of the flock, who know the shepherd, and the shepherd know us. We are joint heirs with the shepherd through in relationship, through sonship, because the shepherd is Christ. So we are joint heirs. So we have a stake in the family business. We have skin in the game, or we are supposed to have skin in the game, if we are heirs. We are not hirelings. We are not paid help. We are heirs. And if you are heir, that means you have skin in the game. Okay? Alright. So, if we are joint heirs, then whatever Christ has belongs to us. If we are joint heirs. Right? So, if that's the case, then we all have a vested interest in caring for the sheep. And the welfare of the sheep. We have to care for and edify one another and cannot have the attitude of the hireling. We can't have the what's in it for me attitude. What do I get out of it? How does this help me? That's the attitude of a hireling. But it's, as I just said, I'm, I'm showing you that if you are Christ, you have skin in the game. Because of relationship. 
So your our attitude can't be like that of the hireling. We have to have a different mentality. Okay, so watch this. So as part of the flock of, of God, of Christ, we have to pay our part in caring for each other. As I said, the overseer is a designation, but there are other designations. Okay, so we are all part of the flock and we all have responsibilities to the shepherd and to each other to edify the flock. So re remember, we are adding to edify so the flock can be whole, so everyone can benefit from each other's gift and ability. Watch this in Romans chapter 8. Watch this in Romans chapter 8. Watch what verse 17 says. It says here, Joint heirs with Christ if, that's a condition, if we indeed, if indeed we suffer with him. Oh my goodness. If indeed we suffer with him. Alright, watch this. Just as the good shepherd laid down his life for the sheep. Because it said, it said there that, the, that in the previous scripture I said he purchased with his own blood. So the good shepherd already laid down his life for the sheep. Okay? So it's saying here if we are willing to suffer with him just as he laid down his life for the sheep means that we must be willing to lay down our lives for each other. Why? Because we have skin in the game. We have joint heirs. We are part of the family business. So you can't have the attitude of a hireling. What's in it for me? We have to put the needs of the flock, the needs of others before our own, because that's what the shepherd would do. He, would, he puts his life on the line. The wolves are coming. The predators are coming. He, he stands between the sheep, the flock, and the, and the threat. The hireling bales. So if we are joint heirs, if we are part of the family business, we have to be willing to lay down our life for each other, to protect each other, to, 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 to keep each other from the snares and the traps and the schemes of the predator. Of the wolves. When it talks about suffering, it's not talking about going on the cross. That was already done. It's not talking about shedding blood. That was already done. It's talking about dying to yourself. It's talking about you sacrificing your own needs for the needs of others. To benefit others. That's what the suffering is. The suffering is a denial of your own desires for to benefit someone else. That's the suffering. Is talking about here. That's what he's talking about. It's not easy to give up what you want to benefit someone else. That's a sacrifice. Because that's not the mentality of the hireling. The hireling cuts and runs because he's thinking of himself. But a sacrifice is staying and dealing with the threat. You put your life on the line for the, for the flock, for others. That's what he's talking about here. So if we are Christ, we are heirs with varying responsibilities, responsibilities and we are not hirelings. 
We therefore must have the attitude and the heart of the shepherd. Know that hirelings can be church members and also church leaders. I'll repeat that. Hirelings can be church members and also church leaders. And how do we recognize them? I know everybody's wondering, how do we recognize them? Well, I'm going to tell you. First, let's go to Acts chapter 20. The book of Acts chapter 20, verse 29 and 30. I'm not going to finish today. I'll continue next week. So I read 28 before. So let me read now 29 through 30. For this, for I know this. This is Luke now writing. He said, he said I know this. That after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Also from among yourselves, men will rise up, speaking perverse things, to draw away the disciples after themselves. What do, you, what do I notice today? Let me just tell you what I notice. He said, after I leave. That was a very interesting Three, three words there. After I leave. So it means, while I am here, he said, after I leave, something's going to happen. That means, while I'm here, this, is, this ain't going to happen. But he, then he said, after I leave, after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Also from among yourselves, men will rise up speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after themselves. So that tells me that the writer is, the, is an overseer. He is a superintendent in charge of the flock. But he's saying, as soon as I leave, he said the wolves are coming, the predators are coming. And watch this. The hireling will allow the wolves to come in and exploit the flock. After he leaves. The hirelings. Because they are people. As I said before. Hirelings can be church members and church leaders. But he's saying even though they are people. That he's going to leave in charge. He said what's going to happen. Wolves are going to come in. And exploit the flock. Also within the ranks. People will rise up and speak perverse things. To, to seduce the flock. And cause them to turn away from the shepherd. He's saying this is what's going to happen. The attack on the sheep are from without and within. Because it says, wolves will come, right? It just said it here. Wolves will come in among you. And he said also, verse 29, from among yourselves. Those, there were those who will rise up, speak perverse things, to draw away the disciples after themselves. So the attack is from without and from within. A hireling allows the wolves to come in. Because if they were overseers, like the rider, they would get between the flock and the threat. But, but because he said here, when I, after I leave, he said wolves, savage wolves. 
Savage wolves will come in, not sparing the flock. So the hireling embraces and allows the threat from without and also within. Why? Why would they do it? Because it's, it's a job. Because it's for money. It's for power. It's for fame. It's for influence. It's for their own agenda. You fill in the blanks. It's about what they want for themselves. What they want to achieve. And it's all at the expense of the flock. The more we get to know the good shepherd. And who we are. To him. And in him. Those are not just words. Those words matter. We got to know the shepherd. We got to know who we are to him. And who we are in him. The easier it is for us, for us, when we know him, for us to identify the hirelings and to avoid the hire, and avoid them. But if you can't distinguish between the shepherd and the hireling, that's dangerous. But if you know the shepherd and you follow his voice, you won't be deceived by the hireling. You won't follow the hireling. So, the hireling will appear to care about the sheep. But it is a deception. The hireling knows his function. He knows his heart. He knows his motives. He knows why, he knows why he's there. But if the sheep are ignorant, they will mistake the hireling for the shepherd. You can't blame the hireling. You have to blame the sheep. Because they're ignorant. The hireling knows his function. The shepherd knows the function, his function and the function of the hireling. The sheep now better know their shepherd or else they'll think that the hireling is the shepherd and follow the hireling. Okay. So I'm going to stop there.